Hi everybody, welcome back to Reality Check with Eileen Gray. And uh, that's me, Eileen Gray. And today I have one of my dearest, dearest friends, Paola Spadafora. Hello. <laughs> uh, Pao and I go back several years, but what I like best about my relationship with her is that it is kind of cerebral. We get into some very uh, great in-depth conversations. So much so, remember we were at the coffee house in Montclair and the guy was like, I don't mean to interrupt, but you know what? Your conversation, I couldn't help but... Uh... So anyway, I thought I would bring the gift of Pau and Eileen <laughs> to you guys. Um, we were first gonna talk about, and we may get there, was uh, regression, past lives. Uh, she knows a lot about that, way more than I do. Not saying you're the foremost authority like Brian <laughs> Weiss, but um, she, she has a lot of um, interesting insights into uh, why you do certain things and why you repeat certain um, patterns and behaviors in your life today based on things that could have happened in a uh, one of several past lives that you have. Uh, some people are lucky in love, and it could be just following that one love from life to life. Yes. Some people are super unlucky, have bad, bad luck with um, with uh, lovers, relationships, and that could be from a curse put on you in a previous life. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you scorned somebody and they put the maloik on you or whatever the case may be. Uh, so with that being said, I thought that was an interesting topic to kind of stop and talk about. Uh, you did go see somebody who's yes. pretty well known in New York. Uh, he's a Colombian guy. He lives in Puerto Rico he's and he has an office in New York. He has an office in New York, I think California and Puerto Rico too. Wow. Okay. So... And it was very interesting. Um, actually, he's a, like an aura guy, so he goes and reads your aura and tells you about your energy, and um, he tells you a bunch of information that was very accurate, not only about you, but the people around you. And I'm very skeptic, so I don't really tell people much information because I want to know if you really know if you really or... know what you're talking about. And he definitely gave me information that is accurate about my life, like my profession and what I do and um, the way I care about people, <coughs> some issues with the people that were in my life not too long ago. And um, so, yeah, I mean, now when he, was he gave giving, me a little bit of validity. So, when, when he was giving you some information, what made it valid, what gave it its validity for you did he not refer to your last relationship by a letter M or? He didn't say anything about like it gave me a specific uh, letter. So tell me this. Because that, they, that happened with, with Gia. With some, with some people, yes. With some people, he does give you letters and tells you what the initials of this person is with this and that. But he gave me some information about, talked to me about details of the person that I was dating uh, at the time. No, uh, yeah, my recent ex. So that gave me um, kind of like, okay, this, this is this definitely guys knows what he's talking about. This is the real deal here. Yeah. Either that or he's very lucky. Now, 
just to clarify for people listening, I'm sure you've driven by um, tarot card readers on the highway or uh, in New York, especially in the village. They're all over in little storefronts. Um, I think it's like Chloe. Remember Chloe? Call me. Call me. The Jamaican woman who you would call up, give your credit card, and she would give you a reading. Um, I would venture to say a lot of that is kind of scammy. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, the reason they're good at it is because when you pop into those places, what do you think the number one reason people go in to see psychics? I think people go to two main reasons, uh, love and money. Okay, right, correct. Uh, and, and when you go in there for love, you're usually either looking for a new love or pining over an old love and wanting to know, are they coming back? Would that be a fair assumption? Yes. I, okay. think, it, I think it's easier for people that are going to scam you, people that are not doing it, you know. They are good. They, they know. They're good. They, and, and also they, they know what to ask. Yes, they ask the right yes. questions to see. They try to put you into a, a pigeonhole. So they want to know, are you here for the love or the money? That's probably the first mm -hmm. thing. And the second thing, are we talking about a love that has deceased? Are we talking about a relationship that went bad? And they know the questions to ask, you know? So. And I think that also they're very good at reading body language. Oh, yes. So they know they, you, they perhaps. You, the they back say, gets yes. straight. The eyes mm -hmm. get wide. Like, if, oh, if my God, she knows. That, yes. You know, and they see that. They see the, and sometimes when you're very desperate to believe, you want to hear, you want to hear something, hear, yes. and they know what it is you want to hear, and they know how to play on that. I think also what they do is like it, they tell you that they have a solution for the problem, and mm. you need to, well, you need to provide more money. Exactly, for it. You I need was to gonna say time. that comes the, the after. Person, yes. yes, I think the person like knows what when, they're doing, and I know they're few they know as, as people out there that know they're genuine no people yes. yeah but there were so more you scammers have to look for than it. not you have to look for it you have to yeah. look for it. you don't you don't have to go to the first person that's gonna tell you well, yes here we go first of all you know depending on what your purpose is if you want to commune with you want to talk to the dead you probably want to see someone like um conchetta bertoli uh, someone who actually has that's all they do they don't tell your future they don't and she's very interesting i actually saw her twice um she may or may not in a big public setting get to you because you know she explains it but all she does is speak to people that have gone to the other side or trying to cross over to the other side then there was that show the crossing i think with that guy mm -hmm. some people have uh, a, a real ability uh, the tarot card people, though, that I'm talking about that have those little um, storefronts and they're on the highways or on the side of the street and they do the $10 reading, you know, that's like the introduction to we're going to we're going to feel you out and then we're going to hook you. All right. So the difference between your needs and what's available out there we have people that will just speak to the dead and um a, a lot of people seem to have that uh, ability to that sixth sense to connect then you have people that will lure you in on the ten dollar special 
read your body language figure out what your lost what your your love loss or your financial loss um and then they'll work with it when they get you to a certain spot they will go you know i can fix this we can work on this but the ten dollar session's up you come back or we can continue we'll go in the other room blah 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 i had went to one of those storefront ones years ago mm -hmm. uh, i think i told you the story i was walking with juliet in the village because there's this one on bleaker on the corner of bleaker and seventh avenue she's been there for a hundred years so juliet wants yeah, to go in yeah she's still there wanted to go in and i'm you know me what well, you want to go go i'm wait out here i want no parts of that she started giving her a reading and then she said um she said I want to, there's more, it'll cost me more money to hear more. So she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't have any money. I don't want to spend the money. So the lady goes, oh, I like your earrings. You know, you can leave me your earrings. And so I hear this and I go and I go, Juliet, let's go. So she's getting up and the lady says to her, that one is bad news. Stay away from her. Hmm. That was what she told her. Stay away from me. I'm bad news. Okay. Yeah. we see how that worked out. Yeah. But in any event, um, yeah, but you know what? People will, um, people will tell you what you want to hear and the gypsies are really good at it. And they, boy, if they, if you get in their way, the gypsies can be cruel. I hope I didn't get a gypsy curse. You think I got a gypsy curse now that no, I'm thinking about nice. it? You know oh my what? gosh no, don't even believe it because sometimes i think that it's that's mind the, over that, that's 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 something that, that they do too like the power even, suggestion power yes they're going to create a problem those ones that don't really know what they're doing they just want to create an issue so they could resolve it or, or make you think that they did well so you could believe and start you know getting stealing your money and that's what they do those ten dollars are readings or that's what they do. if you don't want to comply if you're said now i'm done with it they could make you believe that this is this is eminent. This is not going to end well for you. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to help you. And you decide now, nah, you know, you're thinking, I don't know. Is it true? Is it not true? You leave and then you're thinking, hmm, maybe they put the, and the, the power curse of on the me. Mind, it's power we, we, suggestion. Yeah, it's, it will definitely create a problem. It is like everything else, which we will get back to on other conversations. But really, at the end of the day, everything in your life is your perception, your perspective. Yes. Whether it's your perspective at work, whether it's a good day, a bad day, a good job, a shit job, mm -hmm. whether it's your perspective uh, in a relationship, whether it's a good relationship, a stagnant relationship, a great relationship, it's all your perception and your reality is your perception yeah, or your perception is your reality, I should say. That's really more accurate. Yes. Whatever you perceive something to be, that's where you're going to find yourself mentally and physically, and you're going to go on those feelings, okay? I mean, it's, it's proven that the way you, if you change the way you perceive things, you're going to change the way you see life. Well, and that's the way Deepak you see Chopra, life, yeah. that's, um, that's any inspirational speaker. Louise Hayes, any, yeah. Um, yeah. Who? Gary V. Gary V. Who's Gary V, producer? Gary V is a, I guess you could say, he's a, he's a motivational speaker, of course, but he's an entrepreneur. He's um, he's about the same age as you, 
Does he go? Yeah, now I know. Now it's ringing a bell. Does he go on like a circuit where he meets a lot of people to do his thing, or is he strictly? Yeah, he meets people all the all the time. That's all he does. He meets people. No, I'm saying like on a stage and right in an auditorium. Blah blah blah. Okay, I think I saw him. He sounded. I told you he sounded like an angry guy. I think that's the one. I don't. Yes, I think that's what he said. Yeah, he sounds very angry. You know. Like, it's your fault you're here. Because this is what you believe. People are trying to make you believe this. And I'm not, that does not motivate me, that kind of hostile yeah. approach. But um, Maybe you should try Abraham Hicks. Huh? Abraham Hicks. I like, oh, I like the, I yeah. So it's, if he's not on the internet, I don't think producers interested I mean, I in him. No, it's, it's definitely internet. It's big, 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 big deal. Okay. So, yeah. Abraham Hicks. We'll check him out later. Yeah. But we're gonna get back to your guy because yes. I do want. I wanted to see him. Now, Gia, your cousin went, and um, she had some very stark facts that were facts because she knew of these things. And he was connecting dots. And um, same thing with Lola, right? Mm -hmm. Lauren went and, and he just says stuff that, you know, like he names names, people, you know, you're like, you have no doubt and you don't really say a whole lot, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't really have the experience of him telling me names or anything like that, but he did say stuff that made me think that he definitely knew, you know. But with Gia, I'm saying, he, Gia yeah, and Lola, like, yeah, it was Gia, more specific. I, I guess with them was a little more specific with the names or the initials. For me, it was just like information that I knew he didn't know um, because few people in my life even knew about it. So I knew that he, he was reading my energy, it was reading my aura, whatever he was reading, he was actually, mm -hmm. you know. Did being, he give you a color for your aura? Yeah, he did say it was green, that I'm a healer. Green, green's good. Yeah, he said, you're green, you're a healer. He actually uh, encouraged me to look into, you know, um, what he said, um, hypnosis oh. um, to help my, my clients. And, and yeah, I'm considering maybe in the future I could do something like that. I guess you're going to definitely need people's <laughs> approval to hypnotize of course, them. Of course. Of course, that's not something that you do without approval. Yes, but if you could do it without approval and people's lives were so much better, you'd be, like, amazing. No, no, no. People would be like, you um, know what? Um, Paula Spotifora, MSW, look her up. Google her. <laughs> I have to see her. She fixes all your problems, and you don't have to do anything but show up. Yeah, no. You know, that will remove people's, you know, willpower, so, hey. If you want to do it, you free will. Nah, we never take that away from people. But some people need their free will removed. <laughs> no, I may be one of them. <laughs> so now Brian Weiss, mm -hmm. he's considered the father of regression. I think that he made it so um, available to people. That's one of the things because, first of all, he's a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. So in the past, people would talk about past lives and regression and all that stuff. And then they will say, like, who's talking about this? And nobody. Or maybe this person is just, like, you know, saying stuff and they can't really prove anything. But then with somebody with a degree, with a psychiatrist that has a lot, of, a lot of stuff to lose, is actually saying this is real, this is something that you could believe, um, I could prove it, I have you know, a bunch of uh, case studies that could prove it. So then you you give it a little more um, 
credence. Yeah, a little more exactly. You people have started really looking into this. Um, and I think that's why it's so important, you know. And he's written books. Yes. So, uh, a regression. That is where someone is going to hypnotize you. They're going to put you under. And you are going to go back, back, back. And they ask you, what is it you see? And you may say, I see a cannon and balls. I see uh, bows and arrows so they know you're maybe revolutionary times. Or you could say, I'm in a cave. You know, yeah. they ask you for your surroundings. What is it you see? So um, you may have had several lives. You know, you could have been with Leif Erikson as a uh, uh, what do you, uh, uh, Viking. You could have lived during Henry VIII. You could have lived during uh, Marie Antoinette and Louis. You could have lived during Nero, Caesar. You could have had many, many past lives. Mm -hmm. um, I had a co-worker, and she was into... Um, aromatherapy and Reiki and and she for herself would do these regressions she had this woman who lived out in Long Island and um, she was coming into Jersey because once a year she came into Jersey would stay at a hotel in um, Parsippany or Whippany and she said do you want to go oh, how much is she goes it's 125 bucks I go oh, you know what for $125, I would like to do, I would like to know if I have something that keeps making me do the same things, repeating the same patterns. And maybe if I knew about it and I was cognitive of it, I could change that behavior. So I go, okay, you know what? Make an appointment for me and I'll go. So I go mm -hmm. and she's talking to me and I guess she was trying to figure out, do you really believe in this? Are you resistant to it? Are you amiable? Are you um, susceptible? Can we, you know, and she concluded, you know what? You're a believer. I think this is going to be easy. So I went, oh, this is great. I've never been hypnotized any time prior to that mm -hmm. or since. So you're sitting on a couch and she's telling you to get comfortable and do some breathing and then shut your eyes. And she says, okay, I want you to visualize you're in a room and you open a door and there's stairs and you visualize and you're going down. And she would get me to this spot where you would take these stairs down and you go up and you came out to a beach and there was a boat. And there's, we would go, two hours. I'd have to reset. What do you see? Do you see the boat? I'm thinking, okay, I guess I'm supposed to see the boat. Okay. And I go, yeah, okay, get on the boat. What are you wearing? I, she wanted to know. I guess at that time I should have been in a different time or place. Mm -hmm. What are you wearing? And I go, well, clothes? I don't know. Like, you know, it's, we weren't there. Okay, let's do it again. Let's relax. This went on for two hours. The person who thought I was going to be easy to hypnotize two hours nothing finally i'm like look okay i'm gonna go this just really isn't working and she's like you know i i don't know what happened blah 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 
I gave her the money. After two hours, I figured she was entitled to the money because she really worked hard. But had it gone well, she was going to hypnotize me, record it, and they give you the recording to take with you. Yet again, another thing I am not able to do. Hmm. Interesting. And I was not resisting. I really, really wanted this to work. I really wanted this to work. And I said, well, if I had big bucks, I could have had Brian Weiss do this. Yeah. I think um, there is actually a psychiatrist or a psychologist in my building. I'm not sure. I know him, uh, Goldberg, Dr. Goldberg, and I think he actually can get you to that relaxed place and hypnotize you. Hmm. But I don't know if he just does power of suggestion. A lot of his practice has turned into going to the OR and relaxing and meditating people before surgeries so that they're comfortable through the procedure. Nice. Less likely to have something go wrong with the anesthesiologists and, and apprehension and nerves, you know. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm great. When you bring me to the operating room, I'm just waiting for that cocktail. I'm like, all right, I want to start counting backwards. That is the <laughs> best high ever. <coughs> I can see why Michael Jackson was very addicted to propofol. It is the be it's the best. Oh, it's so good. When they put that stuff in your veins, you're like this. They tell you to count back. Most people don't get, like, that from 100, you go 99, 98, 98, 98. You're like this, and you're fighting it, and, and you're, like, going in and out. You get to 96, 95, you're, you're done. Next thing you know, you're waking up in recovery. That's amazing. How awesome is that stuff? I've had a ton of epidurals. I've had a few surgeries. So when you wake up, you feel very refreshed. Like for the little short ones for my mm -hmm. back, I'm not talking about the neck surgery or the back. I'm saying for my little things like the epidurals, mm -hmm. I would open my wallet and like when I'm lying there and they're like, Eileen, okay, you can get up now. And I'm thinking, I am so relaxed and I'm in such a good sleep. I will give you every dollar in my wallet right now if you just go away. Just go away and let me sleep. Oh, my God, it's the best. I'll tell you. Me and Michael Jackson. Good night, honey. Time for bed. Come on. Come on, Doc. Oh my, <laughs> my propothol. Yeah, oh, my God. That is some good stuff. I don't know who invented that. Did you ever see the movie Cider House Rules? No. Very interesting movie. It was about a doctor... And he used to do abortions. Um, he ran like a, not an orphanage. I don't know what, or like a, I guess a home for kids or whatever. And he would breathe the ether and knock himself out. That's how he inevitably died from overdosing on the ether. Wow. But you could see when you have those epidurals and the surgeries, you could see why that is such a peaceful, it's peaceful. You just, like, nothingness. Complete nothingness. I go to bed, and some nights, my head's, like, spinning with thoughts. And until not too long ago, I could sleep standing up. I fell asleep standing up on a train. Hmm. Years ago, when I lived in Brooklyn, I was working in Manhattan, and the, the B and D trains from Manhattan into Brooklyn were so packed, and it was like a 40-minute train ride. 
and local that would stop constantly. I remember once leaving my job so tired. I was leaning against, in those days you can open the car do the doors and go from cart to cart. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning against there. And I was like, when someone would come through, I would kind of wake up. At one point, we must have been riding the train for a while. I fell asleep, and it wasn't until my knees started to buckle that I woke up because I was sliding down the door. So I can sleep standing up in a train. But for the last few months, I have to say, um, I need to kind of unwind. And sometimes even with that, I have a lot of stuff going through my head that mm -hmm. I have trouble clearing. Are you trying meditation? Well, I used to meditate. I haven't done that in a while. I know it helps. I know it's good. Uh, they had, the other day on TV, a sleep doctor. I think he's a therapist. He's not an MD. He's a therapist. And he had a bunch of recommendations for people that have trouble falling asleep home. Some people were asking him about when you travel, because you know you have that first night wherever you mm -hmm. go is always difficult. Uh, and he had some suggestions for that. If you have a little atomizer and you spray some aromatherapy on your pillow at home, and then you take it when you travel, when you lie down, the brain thinks, because it smells that, that you're home sleeping. Mm -hmm. So the sleep comes more natural and easier for you in a foreign place. Interesting. Uh, and one of the things he said when you're home, you know, have a ritual. Get yourself ready for bed. Do your hygiene thing, brush your teeth, wash up, and then have your, that release downtime, whether it's meditation. I used to think for a while it was TV, but then you start reading things and they say the TV is oh, not good light. for you because yeah. of the light and it's, it's stimulating you and you don't realize it. And it's feeding you information. The more, I well, mean, I don't, I mean, I don't it, think it's bad if I get it, it um, information it. through osmosis. I think that's okay. But I used to study like that back but in it doesn't, school. Exactly, but it doesn't let you relax and sleep. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's and you know what I've been doing? You know, programming and I've been addicted to MSNBC at night. Ugh. I put it on, and you know, that's, that's really, really can overstimulate you when you're trying to relaxing you're hearing about what's going on in the government and in washington and all that stuff um but that i probably have to stop and uh focus on decompressing a little bit um so back to your guy what's his name the guy that you guys saw i don't, I don't remember his name um, i follow him on instagram um, i can find him i but think that his last name is echeverria when he comes back to New York. Yes. I want to go. Gia said she'd go. Definitely. And, and my sister also wants to go. So. Oh, we can have a road we trip. Can, we can definitely do it. Now I um, have a couple other, you know, interests. Because I'm going, I want to talk to this lady. She lives in Texas, I think. Um, and she talks to angels. So that's interesting for me. I want to explore that. Angels. Mm-hmm. And are angels like just dead people that we know? No, apparently no. Apparently this is no. It's a different frequency. So you mean like Gabriel, Michael, angels? Yeah. You know I don't. Really, you know people. There's... I don't. I don't really pursue something that I have to know somebody that had done it before. Mm -hmm. A couple of people actually they they could testify that this is something legit. So that's when I do my research. 
and I do my research about the person. Yes, I know. And that's, yeah. And that's when I actually schedule something because I don't want to waste my time and money, you know. Okay, so. So this person is from Texas. Her name is Su uh, Suzanne. And apparently I know a couple of people that are not in the same circle. But for some reason they're... When we like have appointments for her and they actually can verify that they she's legit. Okay. So I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what I was gonna say. There are certain old expressions that carry for centuries. And I believe one of them is people will say you have a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Or you have an angel watching over you. You mm -hmm. ever hear those expressions? Yes. I mean these are things people have been saying for centuries, mm -hmm. right? So if if that's why I would believe that there are angels that look out for you. Maybe when you get on a plane and you're flying, when you go into that operating room, when you get behind the wheel of that car. Angels that maybe watch your children when they're at school or they're playing. Um, I, would, I would not be skeptical to think that they're... I've never heard someone speaking to angels. This is the first I'm hearing of that. But I wouldn't completely rule it out, only because it's a very well-known expression. People use it a lot. Mm -hmm. And when people use things and they say things that come from way back when, there's legitimacy to, um, to what, they're, what they say. What, you know, it comes from an origin of where there's been experiences with people that have seen that angel over their shoulder or behind them, in front of them. Some eminent danger may have been looming and they protected them, whatever it may be. So, um, That's yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know if I would be in for that. I definitely would like to talk to the other guy, the aura reader, yeah. and see what's going on. Because again, you know, your perception is your reality. Do I have something that's been looming for uh, generations in the family? Is it a personal thing? Or am I imagining? You know? Mm -hmm. Is it just because I want to believe? Like, you know, there's got to be something going on here a little deeper than because than, I can't figure this out or that out. So there's got to be a reason for it. And it's not my fault. It's so much easier to say, oh, I'm... I just am not lucky because we have a family curse. Then to say, maybe I'm just not lucky because I make bad choices. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I would be interested to go, when you guys go with him, to go see him, definitely put me on the, on the uh, cargo list. Yes. I'll go with you guys. He's definitely going to be around. Um, and then we, we let you know. All right. Well, uh... I think for today we're we're gonna say goodbye. Good night. No, we're good. We're gonna say goodbye okay. and uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to watch this on YouTube. Uh, like, comment, share. It would be appreciated. And I will talk to you guys again soon. And remember, do a good deed. Pay it forward. One random act of kindness. That's how I like to end. Do something kind for somebody. Uh, pay it forward. Hi, welcome back to Reality Check with Eileen. And I am Eileen Gray, your host. 
And I have with me a dear friend of mine, Paula Spadafora. Uh, she's been on here before, so uh, you're a professional now. And uh, we always have great conversations, so whenever we get together, it's always fun to talk. And I say, you know what? The best thing about doing these podcasts and people listen to them, I like to keep them to a certain amount of time, like a commute. You can turn it on in the car and hear it, because a lot of us are busy. I mean, who has time to listen to this stuff during the day? Uh, sometimes at night, I know my executive producer here will listen to podcasts, like, throughout the day many of them i listen to it through yeah throughout my day you do i do when uh, i when i have like you know i'm at work sometimes i listen to podcasts yeah because it's like a background kind of thing you don't yeah. need it to, it's not visual so you can well we do realize i work with people like live people so i don't have that option i have to be focused and giving my attention to what i'm doing so for me the only time i could listen to it and i i assumed and probably a bad assumption that most people are listening to it during their commute or the gym or, you know, when you have, you know, I don't know. I'm doing something terribly wrong. I, I seem to not be able to get a, uh, a good grasp on my time, time management, I think, something, yeah. something. Because all I keep saying a lot is I don't have time. I, don't have time. I can't. I don't I have time. I can't. Time. Which, well, you know, then I always again, say that. To perception, like, do you, d you don't have time you because you, you perceive that you don't have time, or you don't make it the time? Is that that's what? Well, it is. I was going to the gym today. I was going to restart that after like forever, and I yeah. was all gun ho. But there's tomorrow. We hit a stumbling block, yeah. so that wasn't of any doing of ours. It was something was thrown in front of us. Look, I think we made progress. Now we know a better place to go to the gym. Well, that is true. Well, see, there you go. No, well, that is true. Perception. And back to our topic for today, happiness. See how it all ties and in? Joy, yes. Happiness and joy. Oh, joy and happiness. What makes you happy? What brings you happiness? Um, different things for different people. Mm -hmm. So, um, finding time to be happy, my problem Finding things that make me happy, not so much a problem. And you said something interesting, which I've always said. You find time to do the things you want to do. And that, that uh, expression for me came from uh, my friend Sophie and I. We were talking about people who find time, like when, when you're dating and someone makes time for you. Or they call you or, you know, they make time in their day to text, hey, how are you, thinking about you. And uh, when you want to go out with someone, even friends, when you call up friends and you go, hey, what are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm just going to, you know, stay home. Or do you want to do something next week? If they don't want to really go to where you want to go, they're like, yeah, I got something to do. But if they wanted to spend the time with you, they'd make the time to say, hey, all right, I'll do that. You know, I haven't seen you for a while. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Maybe not Wednesday, but maybe Thursday. Or they, exactly. They, they try to make it work for you. Exactly. But I think that people in general, like, they struggle with that. 
because we sometimes uh, confronted with so much negativity, so much things that we have to do. We live in a society that is based on productivity. So we think that we need to produce, 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 go to work, do this, go to school, uh, you know, make sure we are successful in so many areas. And we forgot, we forget to to make time for the things that are just gonna bring you joy. And that, yes, for many people, working and being productive is it's a place of happiness but i just want to clarify right now that is not exactly where i get my happiness from <laughs> yeah please well, don't anybody out there think that my joy comes from my work <laughs> unless this is my work because this brings me joy <laughs> but but you have to make time to spend time with friends to spend time with family to do things simple things gardening, that brings me joy you know gardening uh, do whatever makes you happy and and it have to be you have to put an effort to, to happiness. To, to make, Cocktails to make, make me time, happy. What, to make that time for for you. You mm -hmm. know, self-care um, is very important. Self-care is crucial. It's beyond very important. And I think that there is never enough emphasis put on self-care. I think that is something that uh, the people who have figured that out are very happy and successful. I think that, you know... I'm beginning to realize that there is a little part of us that needs to be a little narcissistic. Because mm. we look at that word and people say that we always give it a bad connotation. Uh, example was me ranting last night about that situation that, you know, my, my nephew and I were having a discussion and we were talking about someone and I was almost screaming, I think, at the top of my lungs. And gee, such a, uh, you know, he's such an even keeled, you know what he says to me? I can see you're very passionate about this discussion. Instead of saying, you're, you're screaming like a crazy person, stop. Oh my you're very passionate about this. So, um, and then I'm realizing, you know, nobody needs to be a full blown, 100% asshole, narcissist, like the whole world revolves around you and fuck everybody else, no. That's not what I'm saying, but I think we need, like if our, if our body was a piece of a pie, I think at least there's eight slices to the pie. One of them needs to be a little narcissistic for that self-care, for self -love. the self-love, self-care, getting yourself yeah. to the gym, getting yourself to the yoga class, getting a massage, getting a facial, reading a book. Shutting yes. off your phone, taking yes. a hot bath, whatever it is that feeds go to your the beach, soul. Have that drink, eat that steak. There uh, you go. You but know, I do that do, all the time. That do, to me. Do the, do the things that make that brings you happiness, that brings you that joy. That, Maria Conda you know of um. And you know what? Sometimes happiness like and joy. It's not in I the things you own. It's in the things that spark joy that you don't own. Those are the yeah, truly the happy. You and, you, and you know what it is? As some people, you ask, you ask them, uh, give me a list of 10 things that brings you joy. And they struggle with that. How many? 10. 10, ten. things that bring you joy. Hmm. And they struggle with ten. that. I because, could do 10. And, and, and even if they give you, the, well, this is my list, how often do you do it? Let how, me hear your list. How often? You're and, talking and, about and, the list. And that, no, and that's May I me. hear your list? No, you know what? And that's, I'm telling you because <laughs> she said I, no. I'm a, I'm a, it's a, Good example of that, I, so I concentrate so much on work and so many other things. 
Um, I'm gonna give the audience. Then now, I need to. I need to right. figure out my list. Well, you're right. You're at that place. Let me give you a little background on Paula. Okay, she is an overachiever. Correct me if I'm wrong in any uh, of this. I don't really think that I'm an overachiever. Yes, I, I think that you're an overachiever. She's never. I don't think. Um, I wasn't gonna say happy where you are, complacent where you are. She's always looking. She's like on a, it, she's like the person that's on the merry-go-round and she grabs every brass ring she can find. She's not content with one brass ring because when she gets that, now she goes, okay, I have it. What's the next one? What's the next one? You were working mm -hmm. and you were going for your master's, mm -hmm. which is a very difficult thing to do. Also, during that period, you ensued on a new relationship mm -hmm. that was 75 miles away from home. So you had the pressures of eight hours of a job. And I started a new business. Uh, start, uh, you hear that? I bet <laughs> she's not an overachiever. Not at all. Started a, 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 a business. And you did all this within 24 hours to a day because that's all we get. Okay, and now you have to be at your job from nine to five. You have to find time for your relationship when you can, and that was a hell of a drive there. And if you spent the night, you had to get up at 4 a.m. and come back. Uh, days when you couldn't be with your partner, you had school, and then if you didn't have school, you had clinical hours. Then in between all that, we were gonna fit uh, family, friends, Mm -hmm. And the one thing you left out was self. Yes. Okay, so this only ended not long ago, right? How long, when was the uh, your party? How long ago have you been I free? I would say six months. Six months. Less than six months. Okay, she's like a reformed addict. So <laughs> six months ago, literally and figuratively, everything but the job came to an end. Yes. Relationship, business, and school. You now found yourself with time yes. and you decided that one of the things that we had spoken in an earlier podcast about regressions, one of the things you were told at that session was that you need to find your happiness and find things that fulfill you in a way of fun. Mm -hmm. Just stop being so serious, stop focusing on achievements. Stop focus, but focus on your joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. So which, here we which are. I, which I always knew that was kind of my my problem. See, really, so you didn't I, say my goal. She goes, no, my problem. My, no, my problem, I never really, uh, I don't really know how to have fun. I mean. Well, you came to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I, I always on, you know, some type of goal. And fun doing is this my and middle this name. That. But it, it is hard for me to just let go and have fun. Now, it doesn't mean that I I could actually have fun because I have, sometimes I go out, I have, you know, I spend time with friends, with family, and I have a great time. But it's hard for me to just embrace it as all the people embrace it. Would you and like that, to go on a road trip and rob a bank and see if we get away with it? <laughs> <laughs> not my type of fun but hey so that's that's what i'm talking about and i've been actually talking about this with other people like i want to know how is other people experience about 
the activities that they, they enjoy. What brings them happiness? I've done crazy things that were a little risque, mm -hmm. you know, just to see if I could get away with them or, to you know, could I go through with them? And they made you laugh and they made you feel lighthearted and you were like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And that, those moments for me were, those were pure fun because they had no meaning, no significance. Their only purpose in doing whatever it was, I'm not going to get specific, I don't want to scare anybody, but mm -hmm. the only purpose that those things had was to like literally for fun, just because I could. Just because I could, because the opportunity, oddly enough, the stars aligned where I had an opportunity opportunity to do something very off the rails for me. You know, not that I'm hardly a conservative person, but, you know, when you pull off something that you think is like, oh, I would never do that, whether it's bungee jumping or uh, f jumping off a plane, um you know, uh, talking to someone randomly at a bar that you're like, you know, oh, well, you I dare will, you. You will know for that. You just go and randomly talk to strangers. Well, yeah, but I'm saying someone that, you know, you kind of like. You know, I will talk to a wall and, you know, it doesn't even have to answer yeah, me back. But, you know, if I like somebody, I clam up. So a challenge for me would be, you know, Okay, go, you know, go for it, you know, and you do, you take that opportunity and, you know, you go, oh my God, you know, and I did it, I did it, oh my God, I did it. So that, that is what sparks fun for me. I think that now it's like my new uh, adventure is to explore what, you know, fun and happiness and joy means to me. I know it's like things that I enjoy, dancing. Oh, oh my God, this is my dance partner, by the way. This girl can dance a storm. When I have two left seat, but I, I actually look like I can dance when I'm with you. She, you, you actually dance. No, <laughs> but when that. was the last time I went out, you know, for a good dance day? I, so those are the things. I'm that, in. When are we I going? Know, oh, we need to go. I'm there. We need to go. So See? Too bad you had Mateo last weekend and I had company. Uh, that would have been good. But you know what? It's party season. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad. There's something going on every weekend. We'll get there. Yes. Not a big deal. All right. That's going to be on the bucket list, and I will let you guys know. We'll podcast when we come back from the big dance-off. Dancing with the semi-stars. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Your list. Ten things. Can you come up with ten things? Now, come I on. Can. You sure you can? Come on. Well, things that bring joy, uh, happiness in my life. Spending time with family. Spending and particularly your little nephew. My, who you're... my little nephew. Definitely. He brings a lot of joy and fun. Um, uh, spending time with my friends, which I don't really have a bunch of friends, but I think the, the few ones that I have are really good ones. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy spending time with my friends. Um, reading, that brings me joy. But I want to do things that that kind of make force me to be to spend time with people. Yeah. Because I, I, could, I could do, I could stay by myself. I could be alone for crazy hours and I'm, I'm comfortable. So now, I've I, known you for over a decade. I've known, you know what? And I have, I have friends, but most of my friends, we all like go back many years, mm -hmm. many, many years. And, and I, I think I, I take great pride in having wonderful friends and having great relationships with them. You are particularly special to me because you are really a lot of fun and you are, you. I find you to be adventurous when you're in the mood. But you also get very wrapped up in your family and your work and your school. 
So I was I was particularly happy when the school part was off your Me plate too. because I go, oh, now, you know, I missed you because mm -hmm. you were you said I'm going to be MIA for the next two or three years working on the master's. And you wore, and, and no, your friends, we didn't give you a hard time because no. we knew you were working towards something. And when you would reach out and you wanted to hang out, we were, yeah, come on, yeah. let's go do yeah. this. Sure. So, but now you have more time. I always had fun going, you're interesting. You're very well read. You love art. You also were my art teacher, <laughs> my dance instructor. Um, Pau did teach me and another friend of ours to paint some basics of painting. And, um, so you're, you know what, going to, um, what is that thing? King, what is it? The, what's it called? King, the one upstate. Uh, you know what I'm, where the sculpture, all the sculptures Storm are. King. Storm King. Yeah. Or by rats. They yes, have, mm -hmm. you know, down there. Right they, for the sculpture. Yeah. So, you know, art installations is your thing going to artsy stuff that's mm -hmm. your thing uh, there's a lot of stuff we could yeah. do yeah you're we could definitely do stuff and you said you know what i used to then travel. we can get in trouble we can go to a museum and rob a monet <laughs> let's see you if know, we can get away with that eileen traveling more and that's what i'm trying to go do get a little sculpture from urte <laughs> see if you can walk off with it so yeah so th that's my new thing now i really want to enjoy more i want to enjoy my friends uh, we will. And, and just go and do I'm not going to be things. as crazy as I was. I'm not going to go out drinking in the village and come back with a piercing like I did a few years no. ago or another going out to drink night and come back with come back tattoo. With <laughs> come back with something. Something that's a little more permanent. Come back with a woman. There you go. <laughs> so, a hottie. A hottie. Come back with a hottie. Um... Those are the goals. Those are the end game. That's the end game. But your ten, your list of ten friends, reading, family, traveling, um, traveling. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. So we're only up to five. Yes. Well, that's a good, that's a good start. Okay. That's a good start. G, you got ten. I don't think I really need ten. Like my own. Oh, you see the millennial, the uh, uh Gen Z. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't think I really need ten goal, reasons. Uh, getting money and becoming rich is um i don't really need a private jet or anything you know i don't really need anything at all i just need to spend time with my family and friends and like experiences you know experiences mm -hmm. are like the key because yeah i remember like last year um maybe around the summertime or maybe this this summer actually uh i mean uh she told me something because I, I used to have a girlfriend or whatever and, um, or I whatever. Get, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting so statement. I used to get um, a lot of gifts and things like that, right? Uh, and I didn't give me a good um, piece of advice, which was that I should get gifts that are like permanent, like experience. Instead of buying things you know? for people, buy them an experience. But then I, I kind not that I disagree completely with that statement, mm -hmm. but I think that you have to give people what they're. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the love language. So, for some Sophia people, told me about for, that. For some people, it's like, for me, it, instead of giving me a gift, uh, I'd rather you take me to a good restaurant and have a good conversation. But that's an experience. Yeah. That's but what that, we're talking a, no, no, about. That's an experience. But for some people, they actually want a gift. Some for, do. So For yeah. some people, they actually want for you to do something for them. Yeah. Or for some other people. So, it's... You know, it changes, like, you know, so you have to go with a person. Sometimes you go, like, like my ex, you know, I think that she will appreciate more 
the, the actual gift. Even if the gift wasn't expensive or wasn't whatever, she will have more appreciation because she likes she likes to actually see things and objects and maybe a little, you know, I don't know, necklace or wh whatever. Um, for me, experience, take me to the theater, take me to the opera. Take, take me, me to Paris. You know, take me somewhere. Yeah. Experiences are I, not I, I, inexpensive I, all the time, okay? Yes, you know. Some like, people do like collecting mementos along the way. And yeah, it, it is, it yeah, is, because what they do is they'll sit back, eventually they'll sit back and they'll see all the things around them and it bring it conjures up the memories of, I got that for my 50th birthday, I got that from this person who, you know, was I was uh, in a relationship with, I got that from my best friend. I collect art when I travel or jewelry because that's what brings mm -hmm. me joy. Uh, and what I was telling them, yeah, some people like gifts. There's no doubt you bring flowers home for someone. If someone likes a handbag that you're involved with, because handbags can be hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars, you can buy that. But I said generally the best gift to give anyone, whether it's friend, family, or lover, is an experience. But that's that, that's that's which what, brings me to something else. Okay, Remind me, yeah, I need okay, to we, talk that, to you that's about. That's when I disagree because it's like I think we do have to know what type of person we're dating or what type of person we are giving the gift. Because, At one time, I know? was more. Um, I w I'm, I was known to be a very big gift giver, jewelry predominantly, mm -hmm. and uh, the few times that I did want a piece of jewelry. I look back at it now. I don't even like know where any of those things are anymore. Yeah, you know, like, you know, I'm, like for example, for me, just I just wanna like see if you gave me jewelry, it would not, it would not impress me. It would be like you didn't give me anything. Yeah. Quite honestly, like it would, you gave me. Unless, so you're about on, the experience. Only, yes, unless you have like a, it's a minute for okay, we're gonna. How get about engaged. a blindfold? Yeah. Like yeah. a charm bracelet kind of thing. Third, third anniversary, pal. Yeah. Third anniversary, ultimate experience, blindfolded. Somebody brings you home, they take off the blindfold, there's rose petals going into the bedroom, champagne, that kind of stuff. Or you go they you go on a trip with someone, happy anniversary, happy birthday, yeah. and they had flowers delivered to the hotel, the champagne, making, yeah, 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 of course, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you're an experienced you person. You get brownie points for that. Uh, you get big brownie. You know what? <laughs> if anyone needs to have an experience with me, I'm available. <laughs> uh, I, I am available to rent out for experience giving. Okay, you can <laughs> practice on me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm telling you, I could. I based on everyone. Like for example, for you, if I had to give you an experience. It would not involve food. Yeah, yeah. It would involve um, travel and technology, I think, or travel yeah, and fashion. My experience that I like, I enjoy is watching um, Doctor Who with Eileen. It's a show that like, and it's super cool, like sharing. Yeah, my sister like that. watches that show too. Yeah, yeah. So oh, she's a geek. Yeah. You guys probably, you know, yeah. could be like buddies buddies friends. yeah but you know what and i like watching doctor who with him mm -hmm. but i don't like doctor who <laughs> <laughs> but it brings me joy the fact that i know it makes him happy yeah so it it's my pleasure to do that for him because it's not you see what i'm saying yes that's 
you know, it's nothing for me, but it brings him joy. Mm-hmm. I go like this. Go put Doctor Who on. <laughs> what? He gets all excited. He starts gallivanting and, and galloping into the TV room and gets it all queued up. And then he puts it on pause because he waits for my undivided attention. Because I'll start walking into the TV room and then I'll detour to the kitchen. Yeah. And he goes, crack, and he puts it on pause. And he just waits for me to come there. And sometimes I see him do that and I like to fuck with him. I go, oh. So I'll go to sit down and I get my ass on the couch. And I go, wait a minute. And I get up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'll go wow. and just find something to do. I go, I think I got to pee. Oh, my God. I like to mess with him because, you know, that's what I do with you, G, because I love you. But yeah, I, you know what he's—he's a—you know what I like about him. He really is a um, simple person. The simple pleasures and joys that you give from your heart. What means more to him are the things that you give of yourself, not what you give to him. <laughs> and that is a special person. Not many people are like that. Gee, that is a quality that I hope and I pray you never, ever, ever leaves you because that is what is the core essence of you and makes you such an amazing person right. unlike your aunt <laughs> i think the simplicity of all things sometimes bring not like with mateo or with with uh mackenzie you know she just got her bedroom and something she opened something up and you hear this from the room O-M-G. <laughs> she's three and i'm hearing this and it just lit my heart up when the simplest things will bring such immense joy to them. You know, when you see them have an experience for the first time, isn't it worth like every dime you paid to make that experience possible for mm-hmm. them? It just lightens you up and you're like, oh my God. So yeah, you don't have 10 things. You think you just don't need 10 things to make you happy. And you know what? You win. He wins. Yeah, I think it probably is like whatever you need to be happy. That's 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 it. Maybe you don't need five yeah, things. It's different you know? Yeah. See, so first maybe, I yes. was gonna cut him into shreds, and then I decided, you know no, what? You know what? He doesn't. He's need ahead of the things. curve. He doesn't need for and, ten and, things. And maybe maybe in in ten years from now that those things are gonna change. Maybe you're gonna need you know all my my family, all my kids, all my wife. All, so more things are gonna you know add up to to the list. But but right now you're good with five. Now, the most important message I think here is to pursue those things and to actually, you know, do them, yeah. engage in them, embrace them, and, and, you know, make sure you're doing things that, you know, that make you happy. I'm going to find time. I'm going to find time to start doing things for me. Yes. I'm going to work on that. Um, yeah. No, that is true. This is something I wanted to do. Um back in the back back of my head and then you know g and i started talking and it started off as a challenge a bit and so it's just you know what whatever happens with it it's kind of irrelevant at this point although i like to bring things up to his face but um i'm having a great time with it i'm having a lot of fun so that is good and that always brings me back to that favorite saying of mine if you do what you love if you do what you enjoy you'll never work a day in your life Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's been the key to a lot of extremely i'm not talking about successful people i'm talking about extremely successful people that they've had a passion and they embraced it and it became their every breath so it wasn't really work it was work for the people they employed to get the you know the job done but for them it was a passion and you know about that passion whether it's with your school or when you started your business um 
you come with that passion for each project in your life. And I think it's like, it, yes, I, I'm passionate about the things, my projects, but if you don't, you don't create a balance of, you know, doing what you want to do to move forward and also doing things that are, they bring happiness and a balance to your life, at some point you're going to get burned out. Yeah. You're not going to have anything to give. There you go. And that's when the relationship ends, when the business ends, when everything has to stop because now you don't have anything else to give. True. You run so, out of gas. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Like, keep it, you know, keep your life full of, uh, you know. That's what balance. I try to it's tell your sister. You need to refuel. You need to refuel yourself. Yeah. Especially if you're a caregiver, if you're a a parent, uh, whatever the case may be. If you run out of fuel, the car doesn't go. It's like your car. Mm -hmm. If you don't put gas in it and it starts sputtering on the side of the road and you're stranded between point A and point B, guess what? You're going nowhere. You've now just screwed yourself. So like you put gas in your car, refuel yourself. Take that time. Take that one-eighth of narcissism that we should all have in us to say, you know what, wait a minute, I need to, just let me have tomorrow, I'm going to read, I'm going to take a, a hot bath, I'm going to relax, tomorrow is for me. You guys can have the other six days, I'm doing this mm -hmm. for me. Balance is important and key. Um, and some people are good at it, some people are not, and some people will learn how to balance. Yeah. I hope I'm going to be in the learning phase. You're working on that? Yes, I'm working on that. We're going to work on having fun. And, and, it's, and it's another thing. It is okay to work on it. At some point, hopefully, it becomes part of your routine. Yeah, and you're never too old or too young to start mm -hmm. with these things, you know? It's, when you realize that you need to do it, then that's a good thing, that you've yeah. come to the realization Self -awareness that... Self-awareness is very important. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my list of things I need to get, some self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Self-awareness... Sometimes for me, it's better to keep going like you're running from something. You just don't want to stop to have to face yourself, mm -hmm. to be helping other people, to be moving, going to work almost like in a robotic kind of fashion where you're like, I get up, go to work and deal with the problems and the people that come in between. And you mode. go, yeah, you just go and then you come home, you're exhausted and you gotta let the dogs out, start some dinner get to the gym if you can even though that's part of that self-care thing until you're just so tired you crawl up you know brush your teeth and plop in bed you're done so um some people don't know when and how to refuel because they don't want to because when you take that downtime it also frees your mind up to start thinking about stuff maybe yeah. the shortcomings in your life or your world or whatever it may yeah. be and people don't like that. My best thinking time was always driving. Driving yeah. is good. It's, 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 for me, it's, it's cathartic. Yeah, it yeah, lets yeah. you kind of think things out. Um, so I don't know. Here we go with self-care and uh, finding joy and happiness and stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Pick a project. Your, make happiness. yourself your project. And when you're looking, when you're trying to pursue that happiness and that joy, take that hot bath and think about the things that will make you happy and pick one of those things and say, all right, this is my goal. This mm -hmm. is where I'm going. 
I'm going to go on that crazy ride with Eileen and Robin Bang. Yeah. Or I'm going to go out and we're going to go dancing. And when you go out with the intent to have fun and do something, a lot of other good opportunities and things will present themselves to you because you're in that that place where uh, you've opened yourself up to allowing good things in for you, just for you. And don't be guilty. Oh, it, most it, importantly, it okay. don't feel guilty. It is okay to slow down. People, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to stop. Mothers, fathers, it's okay to tell those kids, stop asking me for shit all the time. Take a little time just to be you. You know what? I think some of the luckiest people, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe not so lucky because it took them so long to get there, are people who have done raising their kids. They're out of the house, and they don't have to be a slave to driving to soccer and driving to here and doing this, and you're not paying tuition for college anymore. Now you can focus all on you. Um, but you know what? That's not right because by the time that time comes around, you only have another minute to live. So... Find that happiness early. Find it early. Life lessons from Eileen and Pow. Find yourself and your things that make you happy early. Take that time to nourish yourself mentally and physically. Get that massage, the facial. Uh, have that experience. Go to the museum. Go dancing. Laugh. Laugh. Laughter is the best medicine, and it's yeah. true. See, these little things people say, things are true. There's an angel watching over me. Laughter's the best medicine. And there's a reason that those things are said because they're very true. So with that, we're going to say peace out. Thanks for listening again. Uh, this has been Reality Check with Eileen. I am Eileen Gray. And remember, as we always close with one random act of kindness, okay? Um, make somebody's day. You never know. Just a simple smile when you pass someone could be the difference between them being in a very dark place and seeing a little light. So peace out. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. Pow, you'll be back. Yes. All right. Bye-bye.